So you light bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames With Godfathers 1 and 2 But not so fast, we got them podcast We like that too we like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. Hey, Bon Vivants, welcome back to the We Like That Too podcast. I'm Brad Jones, coming to you from the happy confines of the Bon Vivant International Media Center, and of course, joining us. The head Bon Vivant himself, Mr. Keith Inlow. Hello, everybody. It's great to be back. Always good to be back. Yeah. We've got a couple of announcements. We do. And they're a big deal to us. Without all of you, it would not be possible. That's right. Last weekend, and whenever you decide to hear this, it may recently. be maybe Let's a just month. Play Let's recently. just say recently. Yeah, I, recently. I'm, still, I'm still not good at the whole uh, space-time continuum thing of, yeah. of podcasting. But we hit a milestone we that did. we're very excited about. 10,000 downloads. 10,000 downloads. Thank you very much, Bon Vivants, and we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, we could do the podcast without you, but it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. No, it certainly would not. It would exercise in self gratification. I think <laughs> it's called vis- it's called visiting, <laughs> yeah, drinking and visiting, yeah. which we're also it's called our, it's called our normal Friday night. Yeah. yeah, we just don't need mics. But thank you very much, Bon Vivants, and uh, we got a great another great program today. And you know, we've, you've heard us talk a little bit about our recent trip to Key West for a meeting in the mines, and this is going to have a direct link to that because. This is where we unearthed our guest. We today. did. We, un- we, we unearthed him. He's only been earthed down Unearth- there for 20 years. <laughs> Unearthed <laughs> may not be the right term, but uh, <laughs> we're going to say anyway. Uh, Brad, inter- introduce this guy. Well, he is a, a fixture among the musicians of Key West. Yeah. And it's he's one of those guys that when you go every year – He's, he's somebody that you want to say, when, when is he playing? Because I yes. want to go, I yes. want to go hear him. He's kind of like a member of the family, you know, you get, but you get to see him once or twice a year. I'm so glad you said that because after you say his name, I'm going to tell my story about how I first saw this guy because I think it's appropriate to what you just said. Hey, we got Brian Roberts, Key West, Florida. Welcome to the We Like That Too podcast, buddy. Hey guys, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, we're doing great. And as you might hear, Brian is not in the room with us, but that's okay. Our sound uh, is going to be adapted accordingly, and and we know you tolerate that. So no, Keith, he's fifty. He's fifty degrees away. <laughs> fifty degrees in a sunny beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So here's so uh, you know Janet and I. Were, it was our first time in Key West on this trip down to Meeting the Minds, and we were out kind of walking around one day and ready for a bite to eat, and we strolled into Sloppy Joe's. And this guy was playing up there and he was, you know, he sounded great, looked great, playing just the kind of music I love, acoustic, folk rock, you know, uh, country rock, that kind of stuff. And sounded great, great guitar player. And we sat down and just enjoyed his music. I even went up and dropped a, 
some money in his bucket and ask him if he knew any John Prine. And he jumped. He was like, yeah. And then I was like, here's somebody who knows John Prine. One of and, my people. And he, he played some John Prine. We kind of made eye contact. You know, he was playing. I wasn't going to bug him or anything. But uh, later on, then you guys came in and I said, who is this guy? And you told me he was a regular down there. I had a regular gig at Sloppy Joe's. And we waved and left. And uh, It was fate. Yeah. Later in the week, we stroll uh, into this other little place, a much smaller venue. Toward the pier house. I and think. there was a table right up next to his little bandstand. And so during one of his breaks, we struck up a conversation. I felt like, you know, when you say he's, he's one of those fixtures and part of the family, after just a few minutes, I felt like, I feel like I know, I've known this guy for years. <laughs> you know, just very, you know, kind of, uh, Simpatico and a lot of the things we love, the music we love, we love, and so I am thrilled to have Brian on the show, and, so he and said, we hey, appreciate wanna, it. You want to do a uh, want to do, yeah. do a podcast with some Northerners? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for being here, Brian. Well, my pleasure, and 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 my take on the whole story. Here I am playing at the Pier House, and I've got these two couples sitting right in front of me, and I'm playing and playing, and I'm thinking. How do I know these people? <laughs> How do I know the, these people? And uh, I thought to myself, this can't be those podcast guys I, I was saw on the internet. No, it couldn't be them. And I was thinking, this is the guy that wouldn't wouldn't let up on the John Prine request. <laughs> one after the other. John now, Prine. Come on, come and, on. Now, okay. <laughs> John Prine, man, what an incredible oh. American icon po and poet is what i call him he's a poet yeah, you know he, his lyrics uh, i mean his music yeah. was the real deal you talk about organic oh no kidding songwriting and delivery i mean he um he was the he was the guy man and we were lucky here in key west because um he played down here um a couple of big shows down here and uh Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go, but I know a lot of people that did, and they said he was just awesome. And then one of my running partners um, saw him like 30 years ago, or probably longer than that, at like a roadside bar in oh. Isla Mirada. Oh, which, my gosh. Why yes. does this happen to everybody? Everybody runs into uh, Buffett, uh, yeah. Buffett and we some, were on some island oh, yeah. somewhere. And, um, oh, yeah. Well, that'd be and, great. And I have. I've got, a, I've got a story about that, too, but my <laughs> friend was telling me that they went up to see John Prine and it was probably similar to how you guys saw me at the pier house, same distance away. Oh my John gosh, Prine man. just sitting on a bar stool in a roadside club, um, playing for a small amount of people. Uh, I mean, so, uh, that'd about be heaven. My luck, gosh. Huh? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, it was really a, a pleasure to meet you guys down here. And I, I really appreciate your kind words. Thank you so much. Well, uh, we mean it. We're not blowing smoke. So I will, uh, without well, a doubt, if you're ever in Key West, look up Brian, find out where he's playing well, and you will be thoroughly entertained and usually have a good drink and a, 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 a bite wherever he's playing too. There's usually absolutely. Really good, yeah. Brian, you're, Brian, you're pretty steady though at, at, uh, at sloppies on Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons, aren't you? Or I am. I started playing at sloppy Joe's back in 2000. 
So I've okay. been there now, going on my 23rd 20, year. Yeah. There you go. Well, All right, we're starting to get, in, to get into history, and I cannot allow that until we keep no, this no, in order. No, not yet. I am the uh, I'm keeper of the not time. Yet. I'm keeper of the time. So I got gotcha. uh, One bottle is uh, the first thing on our subtitle. So today, in honor of Brian's home turf, we're going to do a rum. Now we've done rum before. We've done some other rums, but this one comes directly from Key West. Hand brought back, by yeah, the way. Yes, uh, yes. Imported by me. And it's got a, it's got a really cool story behind it, it because does. of the history of the distillery itself and, uh, the inspiration behind where the rum came for. But today we are going to drink Papa's Pilar rum. And Papa is no other than Papa Hemingway. Hemingway. Yeah. Mm. So, um, the cool thing, and of course, you can see the bottles on our website. We'll take uh, pictures of everything. The cool thing about this one is the bottle itself is um, shaped like an old GI issue, World War II uh, era canteen, because legend has it that when uh, Mr. Hemingway was a reporter embedded with the troops in World War II, his canteen was filled with things other than water. And so uh, they made the bottle look like a canteen. Uh, this issue has a really nice little leather case around it. And what we're drinking today, there are different varieties. This is the Legacy Edition 2021. It's dark rum, and it's finished in rye whiskey barrels. So it has a little bit of a unique finish on it. Uh, so let's talk about it, guys. Brad, anything else you want to say about the um, the distillery or anything well, like that? Well, the, the the Pilar was the name of Hemingway's uh, boat. Yes, yes. And uh, Good point. so that's so that's where that came from. And as Brian can tell you, Hemingway is sort of the unofficial forever mayor of uh, of yeah. Key West. He lived down there for a number of years. There's so many great stories. If, yep, uh, sure. You know, when people come to town, what are the two or three things that you say that you've got to do? Well. For me, one of them is going to Hemingway's home. I just think it's mm -hmm. a fascinating place uh, with a fascinating man, and you know some of the stories that uh, yeah. they tell is is great. Yeah, great tour. Yeah, but this distillery, it's wonderful. This distillery, uh, Keith and I went and uh, did some tastings. This is a, what I would call a, a classic uh, Caribbean rum. Yeah. When Brenda and I went down into the Caribbean, we realized that so many of the rums down there are actually aged in our good old bourbon barrels that maybe you've had something else out of before. That may know? be why I like it so much. <laughs> it may be. It's a, yeah, it's a circle of life. So, and Brian uh, is lucky enough, uh, Bobby Vance, he has the same rum we're drinking and he actually has a couple others he's going to talk about, but let, we're starting with this one. Let's tell the Bobby Vance what we're looking at. Well, it's, it's, it's a darker caramel yep. than it, it's, it really is bourbon looking. Yeah, it's, it's a golden I, I bronze it's a color. It's a golden bronze color. Yeah, it's beautiful. Kind of, kind of dark. And we are drinking ours on a, a large rock. Uh, I know a lot of rum is, uh, sipped neat and I can appreciate mm -hmm. that too, but I like my drinks cold. So we're using a large rock with it. Brian, what are you seeing, smelling, tasting? Cause you're lucky well, enough to be down there where you can access some of the rums that come out of the uh, Caribbean that we believe me don't make their way to Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess um, being down here in Florida, probably do have a, more of a selection. Um, it smells great. I just opened it, and you described the bottle perfectly, and uh, it smells great. It does have a – It's excellent. It's 
Oh wow, that's Brad, beautiful. Brad always and I'm teases having, I'm me. Having... <laughs> Brad always teases me because I said everything has a great nose. It has a great, but you nose. know, I taste with my nose before I put it in my mouth. Yeah, well, and sure. This has oh man, it's it's almost a honey like honey. Uh, yeah, honey vanilla. Is, honey is honey vanilla is exactly yeah. what I was. It's it's not. Some of the same kind of notes that you have, though, with a bourbon or a, no, or a whiskey. It's uh, and I hate using the word; su- it's sweeter, but there is no bite to this at all. Oh yeah, this is smooth. All right, have you guys? Uh, all right, are we? Have you tried it yet, or no? Are you still smelling it? We're 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 working on it. Brad, we're, we're, Brad okay, tried well, I'd it. Like to, I just put. Like it, to, I just tasted it. Okay, I'd like to make a toast. Oh, certainly. <laughs> we can toast. We can here's, toast. Here, here's the rum. Listen, guys, this is not going to fix all the problems in your life, but it's worth a shot. Dang. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait Cheers. a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> it's my only sound effect on air. It seemed to you know what? Oh, that's that, good. That, that sounds like a song lyric. This won't fix your all the problems in your life, but it's worth a shot. Uh, we should write that. Oh, it's down. beautiful. Yeah, it's Mark, very good. That's free, by the way. You can you can write that one down, Brian. You know, we we want write we want uh, writing credits on that one though. So. Guys, we're gonna go one third, one third, one third. On <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but I would like to tell you though, I I have what you guys are drinking in the dark. Wow, wow, it's really good. I'm having my neat actually. You know, I'm and, not sure this isn't too cold. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking rock. I may should have um, uh, maybe done a little bit of a. It, now I'm going to ask you guys to look at the cap, the top. Yes. And there's a there's a compass. It's on a there. compass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now the rum is, from what I understand, the rum is um, produced in a couple of different locations, Key West. And then on the mainland of Florida. And if you look on the top, on the compass, yes, and it's got uh, Key West, mile zero, and the, the longitude and latitude on the top. That's how you know the bottle in your hand was actually distilled and produced in Key West well, on Green well, Street. Mine has an emblem on the front with the rooster on it. And yes. I'm... I thought they told us that the at the tour that that denoted it came from Key West. Is that correct, Brad? Am I remembering that correctly? I maybe not. That. I don't see anything about Key West on my compass. Yeah, no, my so my dark. Not. Yeah, my dark doesn't, but the 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 blonde the I've blonde, got does. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was actually cr- pretty cool. Now, yeah, this, this it distillery is. is one block down from uh, Sloppy Joe's, and it's in a building that used to be uh, the Key West Handprint factory so they used to do um you make clothing and uh key west style clothing and 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 design there and And it um, it has a very nice self-guided i'm sure you can take formal tours but we did a self-guided tour it's great information about papa hemingway and some of his history and then a really nice tasting room and that's what sold us on on getting some of this stuff so totally yeah i recommend uh pilar rum everybody excellent And I think it is very accessible around the country. They have pretty good distribution. Uh, I know we can get it here in Jefferson City at our bottle sponsor, Barvino. Barvino, Matt Green. Beautiful downtown downtown Jefferson Jefferson City. For all of your beverage needs. Thank you, Matt. And the folks at Barvino for uh, sponsoring the program. So let's talk about Brian and his musical background. We always like to start sort of at the beginning and – what got you into music? What your musical exposure and influences were when you were young? What made you pick up a guitar? Girls, um, girls, yeah, the, it the was the girls. girls. 
<laughs> I was in I was in the sixth grade, and my best friend um, was a pianist, and I decided to take up uh, the guitar and start to take lessons. And I'm from New Jersey, but we were snowbirds when I was a kid, so we spent our winters in the Florida Keys when I was younger. You and Captain and my, Tony, you and Captain Tony. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, you know what? It, it was kind of some parallels there. <laughs> he's a lot more famous than me, but yeah, he, from he's from Jersey and yeah. You didn't get the crap beat out of you and then you had to go to Key West. Is that Right. <laughs> I I avoided that situation. <laughs> but I have the guitar that my parents bought me at the Big Pine Key flea market. It's on my wall. I can see it from here. I still have it. And I started, you know, with guitar lessons, and uh, there was something about the bass guitar that I couldn't even really understand what it was at that young age. But uh, uh, the more I, I learned about music and and listened to music more as a musician than just a casual um, non-musician listener, I started to really want to play bass as well. So throughout my um, middle school and high school, I played guitar but i also learned how to read music and i became a bass player as well and i was um in the the um marching band was in the jazz band the concert band i won the um louis armstrong jazz award in my senior year of high school wow. in new jersey nice. and i also i don't know if i can claim this or not but i think i was if not the first one of the very first people to ever play electric bass in the marching band and march on the field wireless along with the trombones and the trumpets. I was going to um, ask you what you, what instrument you played in the marching band, because, you know, I've known bass players and I think there's a movie that has a great scene with the bass player. Oh, oh it's a Woody it's a, Allen movie. It's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. The, the, yeah, but it's a stand up. Yeah. And, and they have to move yes, their chair. Yes. So, so. So you had yes, a wireless, hysterical. a wireless stand. I mean, uh, electric bass that you could march with, huh? Well, that, yeah, the amplifier was on the sidelines, uh, a wireless system. Cool. And then I would march. And the only problem was the time delay because if you're a hundred feet from the instrument, the instrument from the amplifier, there's a there's a time delay. So you, I had to get adjusted and used to that. So, so you had to be ahead of the beat. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, well, that's no it, it, small it, task. My yeah. goodness. It was actually it, being ahead of the beat and, and playing, playing along with like, you know, if I was a marching in, in a, in a, in a show, in a, in a, in a yeah. marching band, a halftime show. Sure. And I had trumpets and trombones alongside me. I had to play with them and not hear, not listen to my ears and what I was hearing. Oh my God. Coming from the side. Really. Brian, um, that's, that's yeah. hard. That's like, that's almost hard, it was, for, yeah. that's hard for a seasoned musician. No let, kidding. Let alone a kid in high school. That is impressive. Yeah. You know, that, you what. That, that's like the vocalist. Uh, we're, we're both musical theater people. That's like the vocalist who has to have a role where the person is supposed to sing off key. You know, it's really hard that's, for a good musician, a good right. singer to sing off key. Um, if I've they have a good ear. Done. I've seen, I had a vocal teacher years ago. Her name was Emily Lowe. And um, she demonstrated that. And there's one, I think it's a song from a show. I think well, it might be called Off Key or something. Well, there's a, there's a, there's it's a, a number very in difficult the, thing to do. Yeah. There's a number in the musical chorus line and the mm -hmm. number is called, I really couldn't sing. And this, it's this dancer who's auditioning for a chorus line part. 
where they mm-hmm. have to sing and dance and she can't sing. And so she has to sing off key. It's, it is very difficult if you're a, if you're yeah. a natural yeah. singer. So, well, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So where'd you progress to guitar then? I kept up with both. You know, I started playing in New Jersey a little bit, but I moved full time to the Florida Keys in 1991. And that's when I really started becoming a, a professional musician. And it's like, you know, you hear this with, with, you know, famous people that everybody wants to play guitar, but it, this is what Paul McCartney said. Nobody wanted to play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up playing the bass. And that happened to me a lot where I had my guitar and I had my bass, but, you know, I would, you know, try to get into a band and, you know, they had already had three guitar players, but we need a bass player. And I was proficient at it and I could do it. And um, that's how that sort of, you know, happened with me. Yeah. Every band situation that I'm ever involved in, I'm always the singing bass players. Yeah. Well, bass yeah. player. Yeah. And singing bass players have really been my um, my number one inspiration in music. Uh, and like Paul McCartney, I hey, really look up to. Hey, Brian, what was that first What was that first real band that you were in? Because I, I love band names. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, uh, Cap Rock. Cap Rock. Cap Rock was a band I played, sang and played bass with. And that was the first band I was in down here. And Cap Rock is basically what the keys are made out of. Moral oh, and yeah, Cap yeah. Rock. Okay. You okay. Know, it's, it, it's not very... You know, you it, it's it's difficult here in the Florida Keys to just get a shovel and dig a hole by right, hand. Right. I mean, it's not the easiest thing to do. And um, so they we had named the band Cap Rock, which and that's what it was. And I think <laughs> I think there was at the time like a like a top forty wedding band in um, Washington D.C. called Cap Rock as well. And, and I remember <laughs> being at gigs, people said, "Oh, we, I think we saw you guys in Washington D.C." This is before like the internet and all that. <laughs> I was like, no, no, we've never been up there, but we've, we put two and two together that, oh, okay, it must be another band with the same name. So what was Cap Rock playing, Brian? Oh, you know, it, it was a cover band. We, we, you know, regular fare, uh, for clubs and this and that. It was, uh, it was a fun band, but it wasn't, it didn't, um, stay together too, too long. From there, I formed a band that's pretty much still, uh, well, I'm the only member that's still the original guy, the Prime Movers. That's my band down here in the Keys that I play bass with and sing. And so we're you, still going. You, so you've kept your you've kept your bass playing up. Then I mean, you, when you oh, when you're, when you're sloppies, you're you know acoustic by yourself. Yeah. Um, but but you've you've kept your 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 bass cred. Absolutely, and I, I, I'm a bass player first. I really think I am, but I make a living playing guitar. Yeah. So uh, that's how my life has 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 gone so far in in music. So what you're singing, I, Keith, we got to know, Brian. What are you? What is a couple of your favorite uh, bass player jokes? <laughs> oh gosh! Come on, man! You've heard them all. I know you've heard them. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bass player. How does this one go? The kid learns uh he says dad i want to play bass so the dad buys him a bass and he goes all right i'm gonna get you lessons so week one he goes he said uh i learned i learned a couple notes on the e string the father said great he said okay next week hey dad i learned a couple notes on the a string the father said okay great the third week he went to he goes i can't dad i can't do lessons this week he goes well i paid for the whole month why can't you do a lesson this week because i have a gig 
You guys, <laughs> if you only he only learned like five notes. Yes, yes, yes. And he has a gig, so I get that's it. the thing. Yeah, yeah. My favorite one is this thing where uh, the it's what's the most commonly asked question by a bass player. Oh man, I don't even know this one. Do what you, is it? Do you want this too fast or too slow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty funny. Well, so I, so I, bass player turned uh, acoustic uh, solo artist, and that's how we know you. And and, and I will tell you, Bon Vivant's uh, not only a – I'm sure he's a great bass player, but I know he's a great acoustic guitar player and vocalist. So I'd love to hear um, the band. Thank you. I would love yeah. to hear – I would too. Hey, Brian, I'd like to see you in a different Brian, setting. Brian, where do you guys – do you have regular uh, gigs, and where are you guys? We play um, a lot of places down here. Not so much anymore because I all of our solo schedules are pretty pretty full. You're but staying busy. Play, it seems. Oh like. my goodness, yeah, guys. It's I'm so I knock on knock on wood. I mean, it's just yeah. for a chain of islands down here that that don't really have so much land, and it's just in a unique place connected by bridges. There are so many opportunities for working musicians down here. It's really an incredible place. And I've been so fortunate. Very cool. But um, the, the band, yeah, we play at Sloppy Joe's occasionally. We play at a place called Virgilio's. Um, we are playing next weekend at the Sugarloaf uh, Key KOA. We do a lot of special events. We do a lot of weddings. We do a lot of um, corporate parties. We do a lot of Key West events. We have played the Key West Mayor's Ball probably, you know, eight of the last 10 years we've probably done. We did just the Community uh, Foundation of, uh, of South Florida. We do there. We just did their big gala. Um, and these are like events for like four or 500 people. We just did the Key West Realtors Association yeah. gala. Uh, so we do all this all these really wonderful events and we do a lot of great party music. We try to do everything from old and new, like uh, Bruno Mars to uh, Casey and the sunshine band, yeah, um, yeah. you know, Frankie Valley to uh, Justin Timberlake. I go like, we try to do like old and new and um, really mix it up. It's, it's a good time. It's well, a really good time. At those type of events. I mean, the band's goal is to get people out on the dance floor, I would think. Yeah. And, get, them, uh, get them up. Get and, them going. And yeah. by the way, you just shared with us a link to a, a Key West and Florida Keys promo where you're one of the featured little clips in there. And it looks like it's quite a party. I'll tell you what. This is one of the coolest things that's happened to me in a long time. Uh, the Key, Florida Keys Tourist Development Council is the agency that that does all the national advertising for the Florida Keys. And they contacted me this past summer and asked if I would be interested in being in a national ad for them. Um, I said, oh, gosh, uh, 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 of course. So we shot it for hours. Yes. It was a long thing. Like, yeah. uh, and it, uh, <laughs> it's a real learning experience being on like a set of a commercial or a TV or something. Yeah. So we did this. They said it'll be out in uh, towards the end of the year. And I never heard anything else about it. Just last week, somebody was wa- in New York was watching the Golden Globes and recorded the commercial and put it on their Facebook and sent it to somebody that's in the commercial. And I saw that from their Facebook page. So it's out. It's nationwide. Yeah. And I'm in it for all those hours and hours that I was shot. <laughs> I am in it for about 
1.3 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Don't blink. Don't blink, but you can see Brian in the promo. That's cool. But that though. being said, I'm, I'm like in a national ad now. There you go. Is, is really cool. Very and, cool. Um, now I've, I shared it on Facebook and I've gotten a little response from people in the Northeast that said, Oh my God, that was you. We saw you. So that's pretty cool. Very um, cool. I'm, I'm so honored to be in it. Hey, Brian, I want to talk a little bit about your solo career um, and your album at the time, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I listened to the to the song um, Angels of Mercy. That is. Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. The most beautiful thing. That is a gorgeous song. Speaking of going national, that ought to be that should be a hit song. That's a beautiful song. Oh, and I just wanted to you. tell you that that is uh, I don't know who your writing partner is on that, but the two of you uh, deserve kudos for that. For, the, well, for you, Bombi um, Vance, go to Brian Roberts's um, uh, website and uh, listen to this song. It's it is a it is a tribute to nurses. And it's mm-hmm. just a gorgeous, gorgeous song. This, tell, tell us yeah. about it. Well, Angels of Mercy is is my good friend, David Crawford. Uh, we have been friends for probably now, th- you know, 25, 30 years. And he's a phenomenal songwriter. He's based out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And he had this song, Angels of Mercy. It was uh, the first verse and the, cor- and the chorus. And I always thought it needed a second verse. So um, I asked him if if that would be cool if I tried to come up with a second verse and it'd be almost like a collaboration. He said, sure, go for it. And so I came up with the the second verse and I arranged it kind of in my style, I guess. And then we went ahead and I recorded it and I sent it to him and he and he really, really loved it. And he said, we should we should do a video. So he put together like a, a, a video for it. And this was during the pandemic where, yeah. I mean, nurses were, were, you know, really at the forefront of people's minds. They were the point and of the uh, spear. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. So we got such a great response from it. And, and I, I thank you for saying it should be famous national song. It should be. I, I could see that in a commercial or or, or just yeah. Absolutely. As, on its own in, as, a, as a great song. It's a tribute to nurses. You guys, you know, hit it on the head. And nurses – what would we do without nurses? They're angels of mercy. They really are. No doubt. Well, Bon Vivants, we will post links to that song and to Brian's, all of Brian's uh, social media connections. We'll post that on our uh, social media pages. Make sure, but here's another way you can access this kind of music folks. Did you know that with a simple library card, you can go in and stream and download music. You can order CDs. Our local library is the Missouri River Regional Library, and thank them for sponsoring the podcast. But wherever you have a library in your town, I'll bet you have the same services, streaming services, uh, music uh, that you can download and you can check out of the library with your library card. So uh, make the most of that opportunity. You know, even in Key West, we walked past the Key West Public Library yes, when we, we were down there. Yes, it's a beautiful little building. Yes, we did. Um, and if you're traveling, yes. you can, I'm sure there's – Buku information about going to uh, Key West and the Florida Keys. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Uh, libraries are not just buildings full of old books anymore. There's a lot more resources there, 
And Big so time. you can find Brian's music, I'm sure, and download that kind of stuff at your local library. Check it out. And thanks to Missouri River Regional Library for sponsoring the podcast. Excellent. Good deal. <laughs> See way, how I worked hey, that right in the there. The way you slid into that was just, Man. you're a pro. I'm, I'm not, telling Not just another you, pretty face. How, yeah. how are you guys doing on the rum? I'm about halfway done this bottle. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have other duties I have to perform Keith, today, so I'm uh, I'm done for Keith, the afternoon. Keith is, uh, yeah. Keith is in a show, Brian. So uh, he's doing a little on Golden Pond, and so he's got on a, Golden Pond. Yeah, he's in, yeah. in a theater. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, Jeff said he little yeah, theater. I'm, so. My degree's in theater, and uh, so and you know that's, he's I, he's got to learn lines and all that kind of stuff. I do it. It's, I do it as a hobby now. But uh, when, when's the show coming out? Uh, it'll be or, or, mid to late February. So we'll man, let you know. Congratulations! That's well, awesome. I'm excited, but I got to. I got to tell you, I'm drinking heavily right now. I, I hear you. I hear you. But I have the utmost respect for you because our our oldest daughter um, is just moved back here to the Keys, and she's uh, she has a theater degree, yeah. so she's an actress. And she was just in a couple of um, uh, productions here. You, to- at, in Key you West. told us about that, I think, when we yes. were down there. We talked about that, yeah. and and she was in Escape to Margaritaville, and yeah. then Rock of Ages. And oh, great I hadn't show. been to a, I hadn't been to a, a show in a long time like that. And to get up and sing and play, uh, what I do is, is one thing, but to sing and rehearse your lines and, and know your lines and deliver like that. I have the utmost respect for actors and actresses that can, that can do that because it takes a lot, a lot of guts. Especially <laughs> I mean, those in our advancing years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you learning, I've been doing this for uh, 40 years. Learning lines is a lot harder than it used to be. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you guys saw me play and I, and, and I don't even care about admitting this, but I use an iPad. Oh yeah, and it's got a pro. It, got, it has a program with lyrics, oh, you know, yeah. thousands of songs. And I almost sometimes think if I didn't take if I if if I didn't have the iPad, I probably couldn't sing "Brown Eyed Girl." You know, yeah. without it's like yeah. it, it's become such a crutch for me. And I see a lot of musicians have it. Oh, they're all over and, the place. Yeah. But you don't see that on stage with actors in production. Well, you, it's sure, kind yeah. of what's written. They, they're they kind of funny that way. They kind of think you should do yeah. it the way it's written. And, you know, it's, <laughs> but I don't feel bad about it, and I'll tell you why. We saw Barbara Streisand right before the pandemic. My wife and I went to Miami and saw Barbara Streisand on this um, farewell tour. Yeah, She was dynamite. Even if you're not a Barbara Streisand oh. fan, you have to respect yeah. this woman and, and – no kidding. You cannot, and you, you cannot discount her talent. No. Yeah. And so our seats were like sort of, you know, like kind of near the stage, but up on the, you know, rafters kind of. So, mm-hmm. and I'm looking and I didn't even notice until like maybe a quarter of the way through the show. I was looking at the stage and I looked towards the back of the arena and there is a um, huge screen <laughs> that's facing her with all the lyrics. Yes. This is like an iPad. Yes. But this thing must have been 20 feet by 20 feet. Like yep. It was huge. Yep. And she, and I'm looking and I'm, so I found myself looking at her and then looking at the words and looking at her like back and forth. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's just reading and they're scrolling as she's doing it. Yeah. So the song ends and I look at her. She's like, thank you so much. It's so good to be here in Miami. Let me tell you the last time I was in Miami, and I look, and she's reading. She's it reading. It. It's all scripted. Yeah. 
Totally. And I was like, wow. So I don't feel bad about my iPad. No, not at all. And nor, nor should you. Yeah. That's, that's not If she can do it. Yeah. If she, if she's using one, I'm going to use one. No. And and I don't, I don't look at it as a crutch at all. I look at it as a tool because a person like yourself who is an accomplished musician who has a great Mm -hmm. voice, it is not reasonable for you to know thousands of songs. And so yeah. in the position that you're in, let's take sloppies, you're going to get requests. Yeah. Now I'm sure, sure from people I'm like sure me, you're going to get, yeah, you're going to get a-holes <laughs> like, like, yeah. that, that, that bug you about John Prine. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you're going to get stuff from all over the spectrum. So, I yes. mean, every kind of, and you know what, what they will say is, I went to Sloppy's and this guy actually played my song. I couldn't believe that. Yes. I couldn't believe that he pulled that uh, out was, of his ass and he played it. He, I, and it was it, really yeah. good too. You it's know? thrilling yeah. when yeah, somebody yeah, plays you your request. Yeah. I mean, and I get that a lot. I mean, the Sloppy Joe's there has been the, the gig of my life. I love it. I love the people, the staff. There's staff that's been there way longer than me. And it's, we're all family. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful. It's really, truly a beautiful thing. I love all my gigs, but I love going to Sloppy Joe's. It's a great and, room, Brian. It's bit. It oh, holds a lot, but the stage is everybody can see, and it's, it's, it's got iconic, great sound. Yeah. Food's you pretty know, good. Food's good. Bars. You're right. The service is great, but you know, yeah. you feel like I don't know how many people the place holds, but it's bigger than than you think. And, it's big, but, yeah. But, it's, but it still has an intimate feel. Hey, here's the other thing, Keith. I just thought of this. So you Bobby Vance out there that need a little uh, Brian Roberts fix, here's what you can do. You get on Sloppy Joe's website. They live stream, And don't they've they? got live stream. Yes. And you can watch Brian idea. every Tuesday That's and Wednesday exactly afternoon. Right. And he'll wave yep. to you Sloppy personally. Joe's I will. I sure will. <laughs> we get people, that camera, that webcam, I tell you what, people watch from all over the world. They constantly get emails from people in the office upstairs. We're watching. We're watching. Can you ask the musician to sing this? Can you please tell the musician? We're watching from Ireland. We're watching. I have a, a guy, a fellow named Daz, who watches religiously every Tuesday, Wednesday from England. Yeah. It's just it's 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 awesome. I mean, you, know, you really get to you know, touch Brian, a lot of people. And, and Brian, the the greatest free entertainment you'll ever have in your life is get your bottle of rum of choice mm-hmm. and go sit down and check out the webcam that is right outside of Sloppy Joe's that oh, goes yeah. on to Duval Street, especially mm-hmm. during Fantasy Fest. It is the best free show you will ever see in your life. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. may see more than you want you'll to. See, you'll see a lot oh, of yeah. stuff you don't really need to see. Yeah. So, so, Brian, I'm just going to plant a seed here. You know, okay. if, if by chance after this episode launches, you happen to mention from the stage of Sloppy Joe's <laughs> that you can hear your interview on the We Like That Too podcast and, uh, you know, we would not uh, discourage that. He is shameless. Shameless you know? self-promotion. But you know what? You're a solo musician. Shameless self-promotion is what you have done for most of your life. So yes, we get it. But you guys, I am going to be plugging you and your podcast oh, for a while well. now because uh, this is 
This is my first podcast, and uh, really, this is yeah. well. And you I've always of, remember your first. That's what they you know, say. Exactly, right. <laughs> you guys. All right, but um, yeah, I've done a lot of radio interviews, but this is my first podcast, and uh, this is this is awesome, man. I, I'm I'm loving this, and I really appreciate you asking me to do this. It's it's awesome. I do have one quick question. Since you've been there since sure. 2000, how's how's Key West changed? Yeah. since yeah. since you've been uh, you've been in town, because I can tell you the first. Meeting of the minds of well, actually, the very first time I went to Key West was in another life, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of reinvented. The island has reinvented itself over yeah. the years. What what say you on that? Well, I, I've been playing at Sloppy since two thousand, but but remember, my, I came down here as a as a kid, so I have seen the keys really change. And we, my parents, brought us down here. We came down on the old bridges that you see. You know, if anybody's ever driven down here, we have the, the, the bridges, but on the on the side you've got the old bridges that Flagler built. Yeah. And those are the bridges. Seven that, mile. Seven mile the, exactly, the parallel exactly. bridge to the new bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, we drove on all those bridges. Um, and I remember I mean I was a kid, but I re- I remember a lot of that. And I remember I'd remember that time- too, because that could be scary as hell, man. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Those are, that was a scary little thing. You know, we were the, that very first time that we went, they were shooting true lies over on that old bridge. So a yep. lot of those scenes yep. that I remember were done that. in true yep. lies, yeah. yeah, with yeah. a yeah, with a Harrier and stuff. Yeah. That was actually yep. filmed on the old, right. old bridge over right. there. <laughs> Funny. My first band, Cap Rock. One of the guys in the band was an extra in True Lies. So if you if I ever see that movie on television, now it gets rerun all the time. I always can see Josh. <laughs> like, oh, there he is. He's in it a bunch. It's so funny. Well, they cool. actually had us stopped. They had us stopped on both ends, and these really yeah. cute girls came and gave us T-shirts and stuff in the car and said, "We're yeah. really sorry, but we're filming." And there was big plumes of of black smoke and stuff. Yeah. And so we get over the bridge, and sure enough, there's Jamie Lee standing there waving to mm-hmm. folks in her little black dress and stuff. It was yeah. it was pretty cool. Wow. It was kind of oh, cool. and all that they were all Jamie. Lee and Arnold, like the people were see when they filmed it down here, people would see them in the supermarket. I mean, it was a pretty fun time. You know, they were probably here for a month or so. But from, from a shooting, from a business and real estate sort of bent, from a you know a chamber of commerce sort of bent, how how have things kind of changed down there, uh, or, have yeah, they, or have they? Oh, they've totally changed. I mean, real estate, I mean, is gone through the roof, and what's happened is. The gap between the super wealthy and people that are really struggling has gotten wider. And people like me that are fortunate enough to own a home and and have a good living and all that, I mean, people like that are fewer or far between. A lot of people struggle down here because the cost of living is very high. It's a big problem, and I think the, the, the county is trying to do a lot of things about affordable housing and helping people be able to stay here because Key West, you know, which is really the economic engine of the Florida Keys needs people to drive taxis. It needs people to cook, cook in restaurants. We need bartenders. We need bartenders. No doubt. We need people that work in Publix. We, I mean, so it's a, it's, it's challenging. And I think it might be, like that in a lot of places across the country or maybe in Florida. I don't know, but I mean, I know here we're experiencing that. That's, that's a challenge. 
Um, but as far as well, and room rates—that's no that's, room rates. We 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 have the highest room rates in the country. This from what is I understand. really getting to be a problem, Brian. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what. I mean, yeah, your yeah. average folks just aren't going to be able to come down to the keys anymore. Well, and you know, it, we're uh, moving. Uh, we move meeting of the minds. You knew that, so that. I know that I we know won't that. be yeah. in. We won't be in Key West for the first time in twenty. Which was years. a huge um, boon to the economy down here every year, having uh, the parrotheads down. So we'll see how next year goes. I think it's going to be. I think we're going to really feel it. That's that's the negative, and I don't want to be negative, but that's the truth, I guess, about some bad things here. But on the other side, I mean, the Florida Keys. There's no other place like it to live. There are a lot more people here. That's changed. Some things kind of uh, have stayed the same. You know, it's, Key West is still an incredibly charming place to visit and live, and the weather is just. Um, it can't be beat. Now I'm, I'm, we're kind of feeling it today because it, it's 60 degrees. So I know you guys have sympathy for us. Now. Well, that is pretty cold, though. I mean, that, <laughs> honestly, that is pretty is. chilly for yeah. Key Wait West. a minute. It is. It is. It is. But yeah, you know, it's it's changed. You know how another thing I think has changed for the better is the Key West music scene. I mean, Key West, you yes. know, when I first started playing down here, I mean, it was, you really couldn't find any original music. I couldn't. Not to say there wasn't any, but you'd go up and down Duval Street and you wouldn't hear like original songs. Nowadays, there are so many people that not just musicians, but are artists that yeah. are creating their own music. And people are coming from out of town and they, they wrap their vacations around when they can catch their favorite artist hear their original music. And I think that's incredibly cool. Well, and that songwriter festival has really taken mm-hmm. off. Uh, I would love it. It's to a I huge think, event. I think it's the first of May, isn't it, Brian? It's in May. And and that's something I'm not involved with. And, okay. and I'll explain why, because what they do is they bring, I would say uh, a huge majority, 90% or so of the artists that, that they, that, that are featured from Nashville. Oh, okay. They bring them all in from Nashville, and then there are a uh, there's a small number of local musicians that they do incorporate into it. Those musicians, from how, what I've what I've um, experienced, are musicians for the most part that play in certain venues that people that the powers that be have uh, ties to, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't play at any of those specific venues. So I don't really have personal connections with the, the people that are in charge of the, um, of the event. So I'm not really part of that. That being said, it's an incredible, uh, again, boon to the economy down here. They bring so many people in and the concerts are wonderful. The artists are wonderful. It, it, it's just a positive, great thing for Key West for sure. I'm not a big country music fan, but I totally respect it and and appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you're going to hear all sorts of stuff if you go down there. You'll hear it all. And uh, it is, you know, you talk about the Key West vibe. I've only experienced it once, but it is, it almost has, it's an attitude almost. It's a, it's an approach to life. It's laid back. It's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to get too uh, high strung about anything. Uh, Relax, take it easy, and and have a good time, and that's that's what I experienced. And I'll tell you, I don't mean this in a in a bad way, but I really enjoy going to Key West when it's not 
meeting of the minds. Right. Because meeting of the minds sure. is kind of a, is kind of a frantic thing. You want to hear all of your mm-hmm. musicians and you've got, you almost have schedules and, you know, yeah. I want to just go and sit at Chill. sloppies all afternoon and listen to Brian Roberts yeah. and oh, not yeah. care about anything else that's going on. I want to go to BOs and, you know, have a grouper sandwich. I want to, and I want to do it whenever I want to do it. And there's still stuff. Brenda and I have been going place. down there for a lot, for a long time. And there's still things, you know, we don't get to that we'd love to do. And it's kind of hard to do it sometimes when, when it's meeting of the mind. I'll tell you this really quick. Our <laughs> keyboard player in our band uh, was playing in B.O.'s fish wagon. Um, him and a, another guy were playing. And they're playing the gig, and they look across, and, and uh, the guitar player says, "Oh my God, look who's sitting over there, Shel Silverstein." Oh yeah. Wow. So they're playing, and Shel Silverstein gets up and walks over to the two of them, and says, "You guys sound great." And they said, "Oh, thank you." He said, "Do you mind you let people sit in?" And they said, "Uh, uh, uh sure." Uh, yes, sir. Shel Silverstein. <laughs> Shel gets up sits down with the guitar and starts strumming the guitar and just screaming and going (laughs) for like a minute straight and then stopped and handed the guitar back to them and said, okay, thanks. And left. (laughs) Weird. Is that wild? You know, there's that that kind of stuff. You must have a thousand of those kind of stories. You know, the night that Kenny Chesney showed up there at Sloppies and what is that? Is that an urban myth or no, what? no, that was, that was, it's been twice. He's played at sloppies. He's also played also played at the hogs breath saloon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Down the street. The that's hog, where I, I actually just played new year's there, um, with the band, but, um, Kenny Chesney, it was an arranged thing. Like I said, I'm not a big country music fan, but I really, really admire and love Kenny Chesney and I love his voice. Kenny is, and a, the trop, music is, great. Kenny is a trop rocker. Yeah. He just doesn't, he admit, is, doesn't claim it. He is the man. I, I would love to meet him someday. <laughs> but the, they, what they, the, the two times that he's played at Sloppy's, they close Sloppy Joe's at like, they don't really open. And so his production crew can get in there and set up the stage and this and that. And people start lining up at like 8 a.m. And he doesn't come on till like, you know, 7 or 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock, whatever, that, that afternoon. And they let everybody in to capacity. And then they shut the door. And you can only get in if somebody gets tired and wants to leave and doesn't want to stay, which I don't think many people would. I was able to – because I knew the bouncers, I came in the back after he was playing and I came in, there were so many people in there. It was like, Oh my God. Like I've never seen it this packed. It was <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you kind of got those barn doors on the, on the sides there. I can imagine that the overflow oh, uh, the out street, into the Duval street. and on green over yeah. there was probably just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. To- green street, totally full with people trying to look in through those, those exactly those barn yeah. doors <laughs> yeah. to get a glimpse of him. <laughs> Incredible. And they've done that twice. I don't, I don't, they haven't done it in a few years, but who knows if they'll ever do it again. I don't know. But yeah, pretty cool experience. I'm a big progressive rock fan. I mean, a lot of my influences are progressive rock. I just have always loved it. And I love the band, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, they do every year cruise to the edge, sort of uh, like their record, close to the edge. A few years back, here I am. I knew that they were coming to Key West, but I didn't know. And here comes most of the band, yes, into Sloppy Joe's for the afternoon. 
and I played a bunch of, um, of that music for them. And I struck up a friendship with, uh, his name is Jeff Downs. He's the keyboard player in Yes Now. And if you know Jeff Downs, Jeff Downs was in the Buggles. Yeah. Uh, they were the very first video on MTV, Video Killed video the Radio Video Killed star. the Music, the radio and star, then, that's right. Yep. And then, and then Jeff was in uh, Yes for one year in 1981. And then he joined Asia and oh. was huge with Asia. Love Asia. And now he's back with Yes. So yeah. here they all are in the bar. And I struck up this friendship with Jeff. And we connected online, and a few months later, uh, Jeff got us in backstage at the Yes concert in Fort Lauderdale. Nice. So I like here I am backstage um, at the Yes concert because I met him at Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> you know, like, nice. Well, how cool is that? Very you know? cool. But you have famous yeah. folks that wander in. I'm sure trying to be cool and incognito that. Probably it doesn't end up that way. I mean, Mr. Buffett, I'm yes. sure if he walked in, uh, is probably going to cause a stir anywhere he, yeah. anywhere he is yeah. in Key West anymore. You know, that's why he left. Yeah. He said, he said I, t- I got tired of being the Chamber of Commerce of Key West. So he said, I had to get out yeah, for yeah. a while. It is a pretty cool place for that. Like a lot of, and I'm not a sports guy, but a lot of famous um, football players have been in there and they get swarmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I met and have now have a friendship with Chris Kirkpatrick of the band In Sync. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He he comes in sloppies, and I actually the first time he came in sloppies, we met and um, let me know that he has a studio in his home, and I should come up and he he listened to me sing and play, and he said you should come up and record. I I never would ever you know people always say you should come up and play for us, you should come up and play for us. And I never would act on it. And this, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I went up and I recorded with Chris Kirkpatrick in his home studio. And uh, so that was a pretty memorable meeting of somebody famous in Sloppy Joe's for cool. me, for sure. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure you have a, a thousand of those stories, Brian. And w- But we're going to transition at this point in the show, just for time's sake, to our third part. And that is the three top picks. Now, uh, we didn't know when we chose this that you have a little culinary arts training in your background. You told us before we went I on do. air that you chose not to take that career path, but we are both foodies and it's, uh, so I feel better about choosing this, uh, category after knowing that you, cool. you, you also have, uh, probably a hidden passion for food. And we're going to, we're going to go off the music topic, uh, for our three top picks, uh, today and we're going to go, yeah, again, in honor of the Key West tradition and culinary scene, three top seafood dishes that you've ever eaten. Okay. They don't have to be in Key West, although you could easily come up with three top Key West yeah. seafood dishes. I, but, I could easily do but, that. Uh, yeah. We probably should have done this. And and Brad and I regularly do this. We handcuff ourselves in that we pick these huge broad categories and you can't limit it to three. But and these are, you know, your opinion. They're not ranked top one, two, three in the world. These yep. are what, what you've experienced. Uh, Brad and I do not talk about it ahead of time. We'll go around one at a time. Give us your pick and, and, and why. And then we'll just share and see uh, what we come up with. So uh, what did you have on your list for one of your three top seafood dishes? <sighs> the Square Grouper Restaurant on Kudjo Key is usually, if you ever check TripAdvisor, usually number one. I know that sometimes fluctuates, I guess, but um, incredible. Lynn Bell is uh, – and I play there as well. 
is the owner of the Square Grouper, which is on Kudjo Key, and they also now have one in Isla Mirada. My favorite is the seafood stew there at the uh, Square Grouper. Incredible. It's just really, I can't, we go in there and my wife watches me look at the menu and I try so hard to try to pick something else. And she just looks at me. And before I even say it, she's like, you're getting a seafood stew. <laughs> Nothing wrong like, with that. Ah, hey, hey, yeah. Brian, hey, Brian, in the way of education, Kujo Key, uh, give our Bon Vivants a little uh, geography lesson as to where that is located. Okay. All right. The Florida Keys are divided up by mile markers. So Key West is mile marker zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Marathon is, is 50 halfway through. Key Largo is 100. So Kudjo Key is uh, like mile marker 25. Okay. All right. So, south you know, of, maybe south of Key Largo then a little bit. Yes. Yes. About So if you're, in, if you're staying in Key West and you have a rental car, you're going to get in your car and you're going to drive about 30 minutes up US one. Yeah. And then you'll find the square grouper for sure. Um, incredible. Incredible. Um, what, what do they do special with it? I mean, and what all's in it? It sounds. It is a. It, it's a spicy stew with. Yeah. You can get calamari. You can get scallops. You can get fish, and um and you know what? I was just talking to somebody about it. She's. You know, if you don't like one of the items they put in it as much as something else, you can ask them to put more of what you want in it. Oh. I said, "What? Oh, nice. oh man! <laughs> wow! But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's just a spicy seafood stew that is. I mean, you can get it in two different sizes, and uh. it's just over the top awesome. That awesome. is great. That is great. I highly recommend. All right, I highly recommend the Square Grouper. All right, Square Grouper seafood stew. Well, my first mm-hmm. one is an honorable mention, and I have permission to do this. In fact, she's the one that suggested it. Uh, my wife, uh, Janet, will admit to you that she's, she doesn't, it's not that she's a bad cook. She doesn't like to cook and she was not, didn't have a lot of cooking experience growing up like I did. She's a great baker. She can follow a recipe to a T. But when we were newlyweds living in a one bedroom apartment, she decided to cook for me one night and she was going to make tuna casserole. Now she knew that tuna casserole had, at least our version had potato chips crumbled on the top to give it that little crunchy topping. So she made it for me, and um, I don't. She didn't know that it also was supposed to have noodles in it. <laughs> so, so she's all totally it, getting all thrown it under was, the bus, and she's sitting uh, right here. All it was was tuna, cream of mushroom <laughs> soup, and potato chips. <laughs> little, <laughs> little thin, was it? <laughs> little, little soupy. <laughs> but hey. I ate it. I ate it. So anyway, is, so that's my honorable this mention. Is delicious, yeah, man. And I've mentioned this restaurant before, uh, Shaw's Crab House in Chicago and one's in Schaumburg. They have a couple locations. They, if you order the king crab legs at Shaw's Crab House, here's the thing that I love. First of all, I love crab. Uh, I love king crab. These crab legs are probably an inch in diameter, uh, if not bigger, and they cut them in half for you and lay them open. So there's none of this fighting your way through the shell with wow. with crab crackers and you know claw crackers and those kind of things you just simply take your little fork and lift out this huge log of crab leg and it's unbelievable wow. and it's a great restaurant anyway you know the sides are all good this it's a it's a traditional steak and seafood type house and so the crab legs at Shaw's Crab House would have to be on my list 
Well, my my first one also is crab related. Brenda and I went over to Savannah and we drove then down to Tybee Island. And there's a place called the Crab Shack, yep. and it's a funky, funky place. And so we're the elite eating their bare feet. It's, <laughs> it's pretty cute. And so we walked in, and the tables were just – I was looking at the tables. I was like, these are weird. And they were round, and they had a raised platform, yes. and there's a circle underneath yep. them. And I yep. was like – well, how does this work? Well, the carnage yes. goes and into the middle and falls into yeah. your trash can. It's your auto trash, yeah. So we're sitting there and we're watching this couple and I was like, oh, look at those idiots. Who ordered that? And they brought this mound. I'm talking mound of of seafood. All, everything you could ever want. And, she go, and the waitress or somebody, I don't know. I like a low, country the boil, a low country boil type yeah, thing? Or exactly. they dump it on the table? Well, it was on a platter. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they yeah. put the platter up there on top and you just start yeah. whittling on it. Yeah. And I don't know if the, the waitress – because I said, well, this looks this looks fine for two people. So I think we ordered it. And then we saw one come out with this couple. <laughs> We're like, oh, shit. Are you kidding me? You can put a family of eight around this table and, and work on that. So we, uh, yeah. we ate and we ate and we ate. And it was it was delicious. It was really good. Uh, it, was, it was quantity and quality all right there. Well, so. you got it. And you got to figure in that location, it's coming right. Just like Key West, it's coming right out of the, yeah. the, the water. Well, that's that right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 No yep. doubt about it. So anyway, that was my right. that was my first one. The old crab shack Very on Tybee cool. Island. All right, Brian. Number two. Nice. Number two. Sunset Key. The restaurant is called Latitudes. Now, yeah. Sunset Key it's across the bay in, there. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I play out there a lot for big weddings and small weddings. It's now the Opal Resort. Used to be the Westin. If you're at Sloppy Joe's, you're looking down Green Street. You go all the way to the end like you're walking towards the water, and you have to go and get on a boat, and a ferry will take you out there. Um, it's incredible. We did a big, big event out there. The whole band played. One of the perks of playing events is that you get to eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're great. You got to feed it, the musicians. Come yeah. on. yeah. And a lot of times when we're especially lucky, they say, you know, you guys just go through the buffet. Oh. I love stone crab. I love it. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite foods of all time. I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to that one too here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we do it all no, the we time. We double up all so the time. So yeah. this event, it was a beautiful event, but the weather was horrible, and it wasn't horrible. It was really extremely windy, and so we set up. The band is playing, and you guys have seen me. I have long hair, and the wind was blowing from behind me so it was blowing my hair everywhere and i put my hair back and it would pull it out of the i mean it was just a pain in the ass like oh my god so i was about over it so we took our break and they said we want you guys to just go to the buffet they put this spread on like you've never seen before the food was amazing i don't even know how else to describe it and they had the raw bar set up and i there must have been 300 cracked Ready to go, stone crab claws on oh ice. Oh my! I think I oh ate. I ate man, probably a hundred of them myself. Oh <laughs> I can, man! Awesome. Key lime mustard sauce. I mean, there's nothing better. Stop. It's it's sweet, succulent. 
I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. maybe Maine lobster might be sweeter. Who knows? But Florida stone crab is a okay. It's book. a different kind of sweet, and it's unique. And so they all are. They're all good. But I I agree. You know, here's the interesting thing I learned about stone crabs, though. When they harvest them, they pull the claw off. They throw the crab back in the water because the the claw will grow back. They take one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. So it's sort of like a renewable resource. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very eco friendly. <laughs> The other thing about stone crabs is, uh, don't they have a machine or something that cracks them? They are stone hard. They are so, but I tell you what. The name is apropos. That is, that is the candy of the sea right there. And I've seen people Mm. cut their hands. Oh, Oh, yeah. People that aren't experienced with it and, and, oh my God, I'm cut, you know, because they, yeah, it it could be sharp, but hey, man, it's worth the risk. Yeah, let the kitchen, (laughs) let the kitchen do it for you. Yeah. Uh, And that's what, at Sunset Key, that's what they have. Yeah. They were like they were just ready to eat, and I swear, <laughs> I mean, oh my god! I looked at it, I I, I got butterflies in my stomach. And for you, Bobby, having such a rough night. Yeah, for you, Bobby Vaughn, Sunset Key is actually its own. It's its its own island. It's yeah. a, it's yep. and it's. I mean, you can see it. It's right across yeah. from the bike there, and it's just. It's really close, yeah. but if you ever get a chance, Brenda and I went over and had lunch over there one time. It was mm-hmm. it was awesome. We tried to do we reservations to Latitudes, at Latitudes. It was just booked up while we were there. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, my second one actually came from Key West, so this is fairly recent. And you know, Janet and I have been very lucky to travel a lot of different places, but this dish just blew me away. We went with uh, another couple to Marquesa Cafe. And that that night, it was a special uh, dish. I don't know that it's on their menu the, all the time, but that night they had a, a scallop special. I don't know what they did to these scallops. They were the most delicate, sweet, perfect texture, cooked perfectly, and then they had nestled them in this delicate cream sauce and shaved toasted jicama over the top to give it a little texture and a little crunch. I'll set you free, man. They were just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really one of the best seafood dishes I've ever eaten anywhere. It, don't it don't was, get drool on the mic. Oh, I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. Wow. I, had I known, had I tasted them before I ordered my entree, I would have ordered about three more of those for my meal. Marquesa Cafe in Key West is a great restaurant. It's a very good restaurant. And, um, and that scallop dish was just oh, top-notch. Made awesome. the evening. Uh, my second one, Brenda and I were walking. We were Brian. You know Jimmy Parrish. Have you ran into Jimmy? I I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jimmy's got uh, Parrish heads, <laughs> and he's oh. he's had a yearly trip, uh, and the Parrish heads go with him. So the last couple of years, they've been we've been down in Belize. So we were down in San Pedro, and one night we stopped, and it was at the Caprice or Elvis, but it was outside. And this place, anything you could do to a lobster, they could do it. And so hmm. we ordered the lobster fritters, and we thought, you know, oh, wow. fritters, like, like, you know, hush puppies, little. They brought us these things that were about the size of a baseball, and they were just chock full of lobster meat and deep for deep yeah. fried and it was like well that goes there goes dinner because yeah. i mean these things they were so good and so we went back the second year we had them again <laughs> they were so <laughs> they were so we do we do have big order the second time around yeah if, if you ever get a chance to get down to to belize a bunch of our parrot head folks uh play down there paul roush uh plays down there and i know jimmy Parrish plays down there and mike nash plays down there as we get help me get hooked up i'd love it <laughs> 
<laughs> you make an interesting point, though, Brad. I think you know, good food is good food, but certainly the ambiance, the the setting, the company, the situation, the atmosphere, in, yeah. the experience. You know, are you celebrating something? The people around you, absolutely, uh, can really enhance that kind of thing. So, yeah, anything on the beach usually tastes better to me. But uh, yeah, all right, Brian, number three. All right, uh, guys, you seem so cool, so easygoing. I don't think you're going to be upset if I break the rules a little bit. No, no we, we, we break all the, the time. rules all the time. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Before my third uh, restaurant, I'm giving my mother an honorable, not even honorable mention, a deserved mention. My mother makes the best conch chowder you'd ever have. Oh, yeah. yay, mama. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it's not available at any restaurant. <laughs> but I had to say that. My mother makes no, the I, best conch chowder, and it's, um, it's famous in our world. All right. Honorable mention to mom. Incredible. Yeah. We're all about my that. Third, my third is a restaurant not in Key West, but it's in Marathon, mile marker 50-ish, you know, in the, in the middle of the, the middle keys. Marathon, mm -hmm. Herbie's restaurant and the Floribian tacos, mahi. Oh my God. Incredible. Um, the sauce, I can't even, I don't even know what the sauce is, but it's just incredible. Herbie's is a incredibly unique restaurant in the Florida Keys. If you're coming down, um, it's on the uh, Gulf side about halfway through before you get to Kmart. If you go past Kmart, <laughs> you've gone too far. You turn around, you know, Herbie's, it's a restaurant that started as, I don't know if I have the story straight, maybe they, they sold it and then the new owners put on an addition and maybe they sold it. I'm talking about way back in the 40s and 50s. And then they, they added another section to the building. So the building is the most weirdly laid out. You can't get from section to section. <laughs> of the restaurant without going outside into the parking lot and around <laughs> unless you're behind the bar you can access there <sighs> the place is everything is completely homemade and they were recently on a television show called drive-ins and dives with oh yeah Guy fieri yeah yes. yes so they get so much business from people that are huge fans of the that show yeah the ruination and, the ruination actually of some yeah, small, great small businesses has been that show because yeah, they can't handle they the can't, volume they yeah. can't handle it all they were already awesome <laughs> they are now um off the charts it, it, they're so it, it's awesome but it's those those, those mahi tacos are probably uh, they're not probably the best i've ever had wow but mm. i hate to even get off the subject of seafood but they man these poutine fries i mean i never had anything like poutine like what that's I a northern that thing isn't it yeah, yeah. Canadian yeah, or northern oh my, yeah I took my daughter there and she got these and i was like what i couldn't stop being I'm like what are these things said, yeah the it's like it's all like their fries, wings yeah it's like fries with, with like cheese curds cheese curds and, and a gravy, gravy. yeah yeah, oh, it's weird. incredible, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, their wings are all smoked before they deep fry them, and, uh, and, and, and like they make their own barbecue sauce. I mean, so nice. I can't say enough about Herbie's and, Herbie's. Right. and the Mahi uh, Floribian tacos, man. If you're, if you're driving uh, down from Miami, stop at Herbie's. That's right. Herbie's, man. yep. Right. Well, I got a couple of honorable mentions before I do my third one, and that is, uh, first of all, the, the Seafood Tower at Capitol Grill if you've ever been to a Capitol Grill, the Seafood Tower is impressive, to say the least. Make sure you've got your credit card with you if you order that one. I'm a sushi and sashimi lover, so um, anywhere I can get good sushi and sashimi, I'm I'm happy man. 
but my third one is in Amsterdam. We did a Rhine River cruise with family a few years ago. Then one of the nights before we actually embarked, uh, we were in Amsterdam and we went to this restaurant and I ordered Dover Sole. Now, Dover Sole you can get on a lot of restaurants, but you have to kind of be careful because authentic Dover Sole is really kind of hard to come by. It only comes from certain waters. A lot of times flounder or fluke is passed off as Dover Sole. Still good fish. It still tastes great. But this was authentic Dover Sole out of the North Sea, and it was prepared swimming in butter, and the the uh, waiter then you know laid it out and served it and, and did the little – deboning thing where he lifts the skeleton out of the fish right there table side oh, yeah so the the presentation was pretty impressive but this stuff just melt i mean you put it in your tongue and it was so light and so delicate it was just like gone mm. with a flavor wow. you know that was unbelievable kind of flaky yeah yeah it was really delicious and uh and again, the experience being in, in uh, the Netherlands in Amsterdam, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, but pretty memorable meal. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. A lot of fun. That sounds really, really good. Yeah. I had a couple awesome. of honorable mentions back in a former life. I was actually, I think we were in St. Thomas, and I ordered a shark, and they brought me this thing. It looked like a, it honestly looked like about a four ounce filet. Yeah. And for what I was paying for it, I was pissed. I'm looking at that mm. thing going, really? It was the richest yeah. f- seafood I have ever eaten in my life. It's, I ate about five bites and I'm going, oh my God. Dense and fatty, this isn't is, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this it's is like really fish rich. concentrate. Yeah. It was really yeah. delicious. Wow. Yeah. The other honorable mission that I've got is anytime you can go to, to Gulf Shores and you can get fresh royal reds. Royal reds, yeah. You talk about yeah. candy from the sea. Those oh. are absolutely no doubt. the best. Best, they're deep water, cold water, yeah. uh, shrimp, and they are just uh, they are so and good. Don't, and all you need to do is boil them up and peel them and don't eat them. Yeah. Don't dip them in any yeah, cocktail don't, sauce. Don't overseize them or shot. over, or yeah, over dip them. Yeah, they are what they are. Yeah. So, yeah. Brian, my third was uh, the hogfish down there in Key West, and it yeah. is the stone crabs there at, at Hogfish. Mm-hmm. They also do kind of a, a big boil too yeah. down there that they're known for that yeah. they've got, yeah. you know, everything. But, um, and I, and I realize it's, it's not really a seafood, but, uh, anytime I can get a big old mess of crawfish and some, uh, oh, we'll new count potatoes, that. No, we'll count that as seafood. Well, you know. then that's another show because, uh, I, there's places in Louisiana down south oh, that yeah. I'll just, I'm good with that. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that's one of my, um, I guess, food fantasies is I've never been to New Orleans and I love crawdads. I want to go to any restaurant that you go in and there is no, um, you just, they just put newspaper or something down and yeah. come to your table and dump crawfish on your, on your table. I mean, well, I, I, I haven't experienced that yet, but I want to so bad. Well, Brian, we can't thank you enough for being on the program today. Um, we've had fun. I hope you had fun too. And, uh, Always good. We love talking Keith, to musicians. You guys, this is you've made this awesome for me because, like I said, this is my first podcast to be involved with. I knew this was going to be a lot I of know, fun. I did too. So I did too. So all right, Brian, we will see you down Brad. the road. Bon vivant. Thanks for being with us. And until next time, cheers. We like that too. Is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivants everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website. We like that podcast.com. 
Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So everybody, hey, remember the numbers. One bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we We like like that that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too.